Welcome to the Book Hub, an online event space hosted by Luther Seminary. Hello and welcome to the December edition of our Book Hub event for Faith Lead. Today we are talking about how do we relate now? Kindness, mental health, and relationships in the midst of the holidays. What are some of the boundaries that you have held if you are a church leader? And how did you do that well? Sarah, why don't you respond um, from the angle of mental health? Now is the time. Now is the time to embrace that deep sense of kindness to yourself, especially in, in church cultures, church leaders and pastors are expected to sacrifice you know, everything uh, for the church. And maybe that's not right. Maybe we've gotten that wrong. Um, that deep love of God, love of neighbor and love of self. And, and this is a season to, to really uh, deeply nurture your, your connection to God. And I think that's kind of what I started about our calling, whether you're a lay leader or ordained, you are called uh, by God um, to enjoy this life, right? I mean, if we get down to it. And so what does it look like for you to enjoy this life, whatever that looks like? And so I've, I'd like to invite all of you, if you could do one thing differently that would support your mental health, what would it be? I mean, something that you could actually do. Think about that. What's one positive thing you could do that would contribute to your wellness to help you more deeply enjoy this life that we have? We know that anxiety and depression is really high. People are using drugs and alcohol to, to numb ourselves. We're in a lot of pain. And I have seen folks, um, you know, drinking, drinking during meetings and, and, you know, whatever it is that's self-soothing behaviors. And so I wonder what it would look like as faith communities to go ahead and, and realize that we are living in times of mental and physical impairments. So that's the definition of a disability, the Americans with Disabilities Act, anything mentally, mental health, or physically that impairs your functioning. So we're at some kind of level of impairment and, and to make living with a disability normal. And I say that to say that a lot of us do have some kind of disability that we're navigating. So how do we normalize accommodations in the church? An accommodation is really a support. What will support you to, to do well in whatever role you're called to do. And maybe for a pastor, it's navigating um, different work hours. You know, maybe it's navigating different office hours. Maybe it's having certain days off that are really protected, not preaching as often. Maybe it's normalizing, not having the video on. Um, whatever accommodations, maybe it's sitting during your sermon. I've talked to pastors across the country who've had COVID. And one of the long-term um, impacts of them is their energy. And just sometimes they literally cannot stand for the whole worship service. So what would it look like, you know, if we just allowed people to be in their bodies and to, and to preach the gospel, however they need to do that and not feel like somebody can't show up at church because they're needing a special accommodation. And so that's my invitation and my challenge is to truly uh, drop that stigma and shame that says we have to be perfect and say, you know, what, what it is more about is being together 
And it's about creating communities where we can show up just as we are. Uh, Even if that means showing up with a mental health challenge or with some kind of disability, that it's more important that we're part of the church than it is to hide out of shame. And so um, I'm excited that this is a, a new day where we can really make these changes and make a new commitment to be inclusive and to supporting people with whatever accommodations they need uh, so that we can be a whole body of Christ. I'd love to follow up, Sarah, because I, I think, you know, for me, who falls into, so if any of you Enneagram people out there, I'm a three. So, uh, you know, the the more things we get done and accomplished, the more God loves me, apparently. But, you know, I, I, I think, so I think asking for accommodations for many of us, it, it it's all, you know, like there's a shame to it, right? Because I think we're, so I'm not, I can't handle this. So I need something else that's not kind of our normalized reasons we ask for accommodations. So if you were to, if you were coaching me and I was saying, you know, they already think I have an easy enough job and now I'm going to ask for something else. Like, how do you help me kind of navigate that with my own spirit um, to, to be, to give me courage to, to do that? Cause I think that is something that we don't, don't think about. I also think we we um, minimize the importance of being a spiritual leader. I mean, that's not valued in society or in our cultures. Maybe not even in the church. I was going to say sometimes so, not even in our I church. Know. So I mean, how I felt, I it was so hard for me. But I said to my church, I need a day of prayer a month where my job is to pray. And I felt like they're not going to get it. They're not going to understand. Am I just you know what am I even asking for? But this like day of prayer to acknowledge that my job this day is to be especially prayerful has really helped me embrace that calling as a spiritual leader. And so my answer would be for you to be the spiritual leader God is calling you to be, um, whatever supports that happening, that's that's a priority right now. You know, our, our congregations need authentic, engaged spiritual leadership. And so um, do what, whatever you can to support that uh, to happen for you. And it might be a, a change in your call agreement. It might mean the church helping to ensure you have a day of the month where you're getting your spiritual direction and your therapy. And you're doing it because that will empower you as a spiritual leader, a person of mental and spiritual health. 